Hello and welcome to the War Report. I'm your host Cyrus, and hopefully y'all enjoyed wrestling this week, despite uh, well, just to get away from all the craziness that's happening around in the world. It is uh, definitely a saving grace whenever eight o'clock came around and uh, wrestling was on the TV to just get away from a lot of the shit that's been happening in the world. With that said, we're going to get into in the trenches and we're going to talk about uh, just a little bit of the stuff that's been happening and buzzing around this week. Per Heal by Nature, uh, a report came and said that AEW will be moving to Miami in February. And I think uh, it may be due to getting away from the cold weather in Jacksonville, which honestly, I think is a little too late for Florida standards, honestly. Like, I think the cold weather would be long gone by then. But um, I know during, I believe, either the week before Christmas or the Christmas episode, they mentioned how like cold it was during Daly's play, uh, inside Daly's place. Wherever they go in Miami, hopefully they choose when it... Well, I don't think we have any, like, open stadiums that isn't, like, a baseball stadium. And AEW doesn't need that. When I attended Bash uh, Bash at the Beach uh, last year, I believe, it was at the Watco Center, which is, like, uh, at UM. It's a nice little arena, and it has two arenas. Uh, NXT likes to run the little, the smaller arena and... AEW ran like the big arena that's like right next to uh, where they ho- uh, where my graduation was hosted actually so I think it will be a nice good spot there is no way in hell that they're gonna do um, the American Airlines arena especially with basketball going on I don't even think they could fill that place up um, they could possibly do the war memorial center i know i know roh used to do a lot of shows in there but that's not miami that's more fort lauderdale getting real local here but um i definitely think that they're most likely are going to want to run in the watco center especially since nxt isn't doing house shows there anymore uh due to the you know due to the world being the state of sin so AEW finally moving into somewhere that looks different will be something interesting. Hopefully, they don't have too many fans in there. Jesus Christ. I'm not showing up. Please do not. <laughs> don't not, don't ask me if I'm going to an AEW show. I'm not going to an AEW show. I, dis- oh, I would say for the Bash at the Beach, I did like when I saw the, um, the triple, no, the Fatal 4-Way tag match. That was really cool, but... No, I'm not. I'm not going to an AEW show. And per P, uh, PW Insider, it's that time of the is that time of the year. It's call up talk, and supposedly everybody likes to say it that oh well everybody is saying that Roman Reigns stopped the KO. Um, no, not the uh, the Damian Priest call up and assisting KO, which I think it wouldn't make any sense at all. If you're going to call anybody up to help KO, even, honestly, I think they should do it temporarily. It should be Undisputed Era. Or just send Adam Cole. Just uh, send Cole, and he does, Cole does not even have to, like, touch Roman. Honestly, I think if, I think that Adam Cole could handle Jey Uso, and then get him out of the picture, and that's 
all KO really needs. But after watching the SmackDown a couple hours ago, it looks like they're kind of moving forward uh, away from the KO direction. So it is what it is. And I think it's long overdue. Another call-up is rumored is to be Rhea Ripley. Get her out of here. <laughs> Get her out of here. Uh, Rhea Ripley should have left long time ago. I think after her match, um, I think after, honestly, it should have been in the cards after War Games. I was gonna, I was gonna say after the Io Shirai match, but War Games would have been a really good time to just like break her away. And now that she lost to uh, to Raquel uh, this Wednesday, I just don't know what they're gonna do with her, especially with you know a whole bunch of other things that are coming up. But we'll talk about that when we talk about NXT. It's call-up season, and honestly, take anybody. Seriously, just take anybody. I, I definitely I definitely think that NXT is kind of bloated right now, and I understand with, you know, the hesitation to call people up because the show still needs people on there, but it doesn't need everybody on there. But we'll see how it goes in the upcoming weeks, possibly around Royal Rumble time. We'll see who shows up and who leaves, and hopefully <laughs> NXT will be a better place for it. But now we're going to get into AEW's New Year Smash Night 1. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Good. Great. Cool. Bitch, get your ass out of here. We are smoking. Oh my God. Okay. To start out AEW's uh, New Year Smash Night 1, Abaddon versus Hikaru Shida. I I am a big proponent of giving people time to shine and seeing what they can do and, you know, the sink or swim, you know, all, all that other stuff. But uh, Abaddon truly gives me Bray Wyatt vibes where it's kind of just all look. But once it comes to the in-ring stuff, it's all like meh. I always knew that Hikaru Shida was going to have to do a big carry job for Abaddon. Uh, but... It's okay. It, it, it's it's an all right match, which is like I don't I don't I don't know w when you have all these other really like stellar talent on the show. This is not how you want to break into the new year. I'm I'm sorry, especially when you have Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, kind of fighting for no reason. Uh, you have Big Swole around, kind of just like doing nothing. Penelope Ford is around. Uh, there's just a lot of talented people around. And this match should have been done in October for Halloween. Because that's basically, you know, Abaddon's look. It's just creepy. But it, it, it don't work for me, boss. And I'm going to need Hikaru Shida to get some real challengers soon. Because none of these title matches that she has had since I would since the Thunder Rosa match has had a big fight feel to them. It, it honestly just feels like she's just having matches and they're just giving her a long reign just for the sake of it. Like there's no real plans. Uh, there's a lot of other talented women on the roster and we got this. Mm, eh. <laughs> and uh, 
Next up, we have the weigh-in. I don't know why AEW still does weigh-ins. Uh, stop it! I, 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 it don't make no any. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. But we're gonna have uh, Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. Brian Cage, a whole goddamn hundred pounds plus more than Darby Allen. Uh, I need to shoot the end. Honestly, uh, Team Taz has been terrorizing Darby Allen for, I believe, five months now, including like this month. Um, they definitely need to move on. I don't think any of the heel factions in AEW are particularly any good. And we'll revisit that conversation a little bit later, but I, I need them to be done with this. And I don't think it's going to be done because once Brian Cage loses, it's probably going to be Ricky Starks. And then if it's not Ricky Starks, it'll probably be Will Hobbs. You know, just an endless flow of like nothing. And of course, Sting shows up, whatever. Uh, Team Taz runs away. I will say for this segment, Taz kind of just... <laughs> Taz is just saying stuff for the sake of saying stuff and just drawing out time, but uh, the brand new TNT title looks great. I, I do like the, the new black leather that they put on it. It looks fantastic. It truly matches Darby Allen, uh, but it is what it is. If I have to do any predictions for that match whenever it happens, sorry, I, I forgot currently. I want Brian Cage to win it. Just give it to Brian Cage because I really don't think that Sting and Darby Allen are gonna have a match ever. So I'm kind of confused why they're even pairing them like this, especially when Darby Allen has kind of like rushed into danger all the time anyway. So I don't, uh, I don't know what Sting's true involvement is in uh, that pairing there. Now we're gonna. Uh, Young Bucks, SCU versus the Acclaim in the Hybrid 2. Hey man, I said it before. I think I, I, I think I said it about like three weeks ago. I do not like the Hybrid 2 finally being used. And all they do is just lose to the Young Bucks. I do not like this one bit. I think they are... Angelico and Jack Evans are an amazing pair. They are amazing single wrestlers in themselves. And just bringing them in because you ran out of tag teams to beat just doesn't sit well with me. Uh, I thought the match was okay. Obviously, uh, everybody just working around the Acclaim. The Acclaim are not great. But the Hybrid 2 definitely made it up, uh, made up for their side with athleticism and you know, Jack Evans and Angelico just being amazing. After the match, SCU, uh, well, the Young Bucks win. They get the win with the best Meltzer driver ever, which I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but we get another if we lose, we quit stipulation, which AEW has been using a lot. They got to come up with something different, man. I don't, I don't think the... Like, some of these things have to be used sparingly, and AEW just used it in spades, and <laughs> I said it already, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I guess, man, 
did the Young Bucks versus SCU. This is like some real ROH type shit going on here. Like, this is not something that I'm too excited to see, honestly. And Christopher Daniels is kind of up there in age, so I don't expect them to win it anyway. And I especially don't expect them to win it after the uh, the ending of AEW this week. And we're going to talk about that shortly. But uh, Phoenix and Kenny Omega have a decent match. Um, I don't think the match was particularly anything amazing or anything we haven't seen before. You know, uh, Kenny Omega still kind of going through the motions, doing his usual stuff, not really doing anything new. Phoenix, once again, just stunning people with his athleticism. But I don't know. I thought I thought <laughs> I thought the match was okay. Like I don't think this uh, I don't think this match is better than the match that they had for the triple uh, the triple A title. I it is what it is, man. <laughs> I don't think it was anything amazing. But uh, the ending angle of the show, the whole thing that's going on. Uh, they beat up Phoenix. Uh, the Kingston family was beating up um, Pentagon Jr. and Pac in the back. I don't know if they're going to have a relationship with Don Callis. I think it was more of just an enemy of the enemy is my friend kind of situation. John Moxley, who had a promo before on the show, and we'll talk about that on Quick Hits, uh, comes out as Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega is beating Phoenix up, and then... Allos and Ganderson, the good brothers, come out. And they beat up Moxley, the Bob Wire bad, all of that. Really giving it to Moxley. Uh, Moxley is back into that, you know, main babyface role. Uh, kind of parallel uh, parallels to... Parallels or rehash, depending on how you look at it, of how the... What is it? Uh, the Inner Circle uh, feud was. Uh, his feud with Jericho. So, I we haven't seen... Uh, it's not like we haven't seen this before. So Moxley gets beat up. And then the Good Brothers throw up the two sweet. Kenny Omega does it. And then the Bucks come out and they act like they're not with it. And then they two sweet them. And, you know, Bullet Club is back or like the Elite is back. Either or, it don't work for me because one, we already have like a lot of heel factions already. And none of them particularly get anything done. So that's my big issue with it. Um, especially if... Honestly, when when I heard that it was going to lead to a match with the Young Bucks versus Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, I was more interested in that. But now that they're paired up, I'm just like, eh. It, it, it is what it is. Like, it's kind of whatever to me. But uh, I don't know, man. This just seems like a rehash of the of the inner circle stuff. I all I could hope at this point is that like they have a lot of good matches. Uh, and honestly, we, we we've been saying it. We've been saying it for weeks. I've been saying it every prediction show. Whenever I talk to anybody on here, like we don't see Moxley going back to the mid card. So Moxley being back in the spot, good for him. Uh, I definitely think the. Kenny Omega needed something, and hopefully this is it. 
Um, Shoutouts to uh, good friend Dom. Uh, all new Dom on Twitter. He was just like, Kenny Omega just seems like a kind of just like a charisma list vacuum, you know? And hopefully the Bullock, uh, the good brothers can help with that. I don't know. I don't think uh, Kenny Omega Bullet Club stuff when the good brothers was around was particularly any good like uh when he debuted as the cleaner and he did his thing uh against taguchi and it kind of just like all went away once taguchi said i don't speak english uh i definitely think kenny omega came into his own when he was the <laughs> when he was the best belt machine when he was like really killing it and crushing it during the g1 like Kenny Omega has always been that guy that just like his whole thing was like having really good matches. And now that your matches kind of like run stale, it just doesn't work. Uh, I'm, as you guys know, I'm open to being impressed. So whatever, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and also I, I found it really interesting that, uh, Hangman Hangman Page is out. Like he's fully with the Dark Order now, and Cody didn't come out because he's in his own realm, his own little world. Uh, so it, it's kind of just OG. Well, I wouldn't say OG. This is Bullet Club 2000 uh, reuniting. I can't say I'm mad at it. Uh, I'm on a wait and see kind of thing. I'm already not on good terms with Kenny Omega as of this title reign right now, but we'll see how this Moxie stuff goes on uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And now we're going to get into quick hits. Uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg does a splash, and uh, I thought it was funny. I know a lot of people, you know, started getting really weird, and it was just like, oh, man, like, if... W, you guys are eating this up, but if like WWE would have did it, y'all would have hated it. And then people were like, you know, moving goalposts and stuff like that. I thought it was like whatever. It's a cool. It was a cool and funny moment that like you know, you just share on social media and then people like laugh. That's it. Like it was really cool. Snoop Dogg is too big to be doing no goddamn splashes, but like it is what it is. Uh, Marco Stunt has a. <laughs> I was going to say really good promo, but I will word it as uh, finally getting some mic time and getting some character. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, Jungle Express have been, you know, beat, uh, they've been beaten down and bruised really badly. And they're going to have the rematch with FTR next week. And I think it's interesting now because Marco Stunt is like fired up more like, and that's more than nothing. <laughs> because uh jungle boy has always been like you know like the star of it but marco's not finally getting like some character uh to go along with uh the rest of jungle express i think that's cool the match between wardlow and jake hager yo jake hager sucks man <laughs> anyway this dude sucks man uh wardlow really tried his best uh I will say that I think it's really cool that Jake Hager took the pin there, uh, putting over a new talent, which is like something that Jericho uh, normally takes his time on. But I think this match was better. It was like it was booked better. I, I, I'll, I'll say that. 
than I, I would say it's booked better than all the MJF stuff and a lot of the Orange Cassidy stuff like Wardlow and Hager kind of just like stared at each other for a really long time and vocalize their disputes and stuff like that but like and they finally got into the ring and i think it's like a done deal now that's kind of just all i needed you know i don't need a three match series of this i don't need this to go uh until march it was really cool for a hager to uh take the pin and then we can move forward so good for wardlow and now we're gonna get into nxt's new year evil and there's just a lot of stuff to talk about new year's evil was a fun show i really liked all the matches that were on the show uh, even, uh, even though the fight pit was, uh, was put on hold or scrapped, either or, who knows, uh, I, I, I liked, I, I liked everything that was on the show this week, I, I thought a lot of stuff was interesting, and we're gonna get into that, <laughs> uh, down to matching, uh, on quick hits, there was a lot that went on on NXT this week, uh, starting with, Cross and Damian Priest. I will say I'm not crazy about this match, but I did think the match was uh, a lot uh, very interesting. Damian Priest just showing how resilient he is, playing a very different role that we're not used to in a lot of his matches. Uh, we we never really see Damian Priest be the one to be broken down, you know, or having to uh, truly like stay in it. You know, or like fighting for his life in peril. You know, uh, so that, I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Cross really targeting the ribs. I, I thought that was interesting as well. It is not as violent as I thought it was gonna be. If that makes sense, like I, I did like it, but uh, they 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 kept it all in uh, for mostly. <laughs> I was gonna say they keep it a uh, a lot of it is in ring, but I would say my expectations for the match kind of like skyrocketed when you know they locked up but then they're like kind of just like slugging violently dancing around i thought that was really cool uh but i i, I would say that this match is really good not my favorite match on the show but i did think it's great uh man what the fuck is next for cross because it seems like Finn has a lot of challengers on the way, and Cross is possibly going to have to take a couple detours before Finn Balor is finished. So, we'll see how that goes. Santos Escobar and Grand Men Elite. Uh, my expectations were not very high for this match. I, I, I will say that, but it exceeded my expectations, honestly. I, th I thought this match was really great. Grand Manalik really showed everybody who like who the hell he really is. And I didn't know that they used to be former tag team partners, so <laughs> they just blended well together. Uh honestly I didn't think, you know, two luchadors were not it was gonna be like a styles clash or anything, but this match was really good. Uh it, it all came together and Santos Escobar getting a win on a main roster person. Although it might not be the most prominent person on the main roster, it's still a win over somebody on the main roster, and that's huge. So, hopefully they can do more with Santos Escobar in the future, which is all I'm hoping for for 2021, honestly. I kind of just want to see him beat non-cruiserweight guys. Excuse me. And now, we're going to get to my... Uh, <laughs> 
I, I, I'm debating on which uh, if this is my favorite match on the show or not between this and the main event. But Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Rhea Ripley. I thought this match was all sorts of fun. I loved all the uh, all the dangerous spots when Rhea uh, when Rhea Ripley took the backdrop onto the table and it was like all of her lower spine and her head like just bounced on the floor. God damn. That shit looked like it really hurt. Like the the ref got like <laughs> the ref got scared and rushed to her immediately. Like it, it looked really bad, but it's all great. I I love the spot where Rhea Ripley tackled Raquel and, and like broke through the uh, the uh, the glass door. Like I thought that was really cool. This match was really great. Very violent. Uh, it 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 ticked all my uh. It ticked everything that I needed it to, man. Uh, it, it gave me a little bit of comedy stuff when Dakota Kai got shoved into a locker. It gave me violence, and it, it, I definitely think it they went with the right finish here. Now, they went with the right finish, but what the hell they're going to do going forward is a very puzzling situation. Because we had a vignette earlier on the show of... Uh, Mercedes Martinez basically being like, yeah, I beat your ass, EO was good. And the EO was just like, don't worry, bitch, I'm coming for you. Where the hell is Raquel fitting into all of this? Because she won, you know, we're still puzzled because she got the pin on EO on War Games. And then EO Shirai attacks uh, Tony Storm that Wednesday, gets attacked by mercedes martinez the next like the following uh the following week and then now she got this huge win over eo shirai but it looks like eo shirai is going to be you know busy so i'm just like what is going on and i think now with uh the women's dusty classic being announced like she's going to be even like distracted with that as well like because raquel and uh Dakota Kai are most likely going to be a team that uh, that's going to be in that. So it's weird to me, honestly. But I thought the match was really good. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, now we're going to get into the main event. Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly 2. Uh, this match slapped. I, the boys did it again. But I'll say I did like the uh, I did I, I would say I like the first match a lot more, uh, and solely just for the fact that I didn't expect them to go that hard in that in that first match. Uh, second match I was <laughs> I was ready, I was ready for them to just go out there and kill each other. But uh, this match was really good. It doesn't seem like they're finished with it. Like it doesn't seem like they're finished with Kyle just yet. So. Carrying Cross last week, you know, he can say, like, it don't matter who wins. Like, I'm coming back for my title. Uh, it, it don't look like you're coming back for it anytime soon. Unless they run, like, a triple threat, which is going to be weird to me. But, because it seems like Pete Dunne is next, uh, is going to be the next thing for whatever the Valentine's Day takeover is going to be uh, uh, named or whatever the show is going to be. But... This match was really good. I definitely my match of the week. There's not more I can say. I would say this: you should definitely watch this match uh, if you haven't. So, 
Now we're going to get to uh, quick hits. Like I said, there is a takeover on Valentine's Day. People are saying uh, it's going to be the... Uh, what is this? Uh, Valentine's Day... St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which I don't know, boss. <laughs> I don't think they're going to go with Massacre. They might just go with something else, but uh, it might just be like Valentine's Day Parade or something less uh, <laughs> gruesome or violent. So we'll see what it's going to be called. Thatcher wasn't uh, cleared to be in the fight pit. Uh, maybe Kayfabe, because AEW is going to do night two of their New Year Smash, and NXT needed something because I don't think they had anything truly planned for uh, the following week or like a big show or a big match following for next week. So that's all good with me. We have the Women's Dusty Classic coming up soon. I'm curious who teams with who. Um, who is Ember Moon going to be with? Who is Tony Storm going to be with? Uh, how many teams are there going to be? Who's going to face Team Ninja and get that win on the first round? Is Zia Lee going to be in it? Speaking of Zia Lee, I loved her re-debut. NXT really likes the spooky thing a lot. <laughs> but I, I, I thought it was really cool. But we'll see what happens from... Well, we'll see what happens going forward when they announce some teams. Hopefully they start announcing some teams uh, next week. Kushida versus... Uh, Kishida, Shotzi Blackheart versus jo uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice Ray. I thought that was a really cool and fun moment to uh, kind of slow down the show or, you know, just give us a change of pace on the show. Like, I thought that was really interesting and fun. I The match was way better than I needed it to be or <laughs> any intermission kind of uh, thing needed to be. I thought it was really cool. Hopefully. It doesn't seem that Kushida is in the trajectory of the NXT title anymore. It might, he might be a uh, North American title bound, and I'm okay with that as long as he gains some gold in the future. Had to pause the recording because I was holding in a cough for like goddamn two minutes there. But uh, we have uh, the males uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic. We have all the teams announced now, so we're gonna get into it. Talk about uh, a little about each team first we have jake atlas and isaiah swear scott that team is going to implode uh especially with uh swerve might be still still might still be a little salty that uh jake atlas beat him a couple weeks ago and you know kind of did his pseudo heel thing but we'll see austin gray and Kurt uh Kurt stallion i don't see them making it far honestly Breezango, I see them being at least second round. I can't wait to see the bracket. I'm not even going to lie. Everrise, I see them possibly, like, I don't know, scra scraping a win due to cheating or shenanigans. I wouldn't be surprised. Undisputed Eras, uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. I I'm wait I'm waiting to see the bracket because you, you, they might end up fa uh, facing um, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan first round, so... Who knows? Actually, are they in this? Let me check. Let me check really fast. Oh, they're not in it. I'm stupid. Uh, so, <laughs> I see them making it far. Um, we have... Uh, 
Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. I don't see them making it far at all. Actually, I think Undisputed Era might kick their ass first. That would be very interesting. Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. I definitely see Austin Theory eating a pin, and that's what gets him knocked out of the tournament. And then we'll see what happens with that story going forward. Kushida and Leon Ruff. They might make it fairly far. Who knows? Uh, Imperium. Uh, Marcel Bartel. Uh, and Fabian Eichner. I'm looking at the tweet right now. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. Uh, I don't see them making it far, but uh, they, we'll probably see some good matches out of them. Bollywood Boys. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> I guess, bruh. Uh, Grizzly Young Vets. I would love to see them win this or uh, at least make it to the finals. And then we have Joaquin Wild and uh, Raul Mendez for Elgato Del Fantasma. I think uh, I think they should, uh, should get a couple good matches in. If they're not going to be like, you know, tag team, uh, official tag team or whatever, it is what it is. But. I would love to see them uh, in the match. People are speculating that the ra uh, the radicals or uh, no uh, rascals. Damn, I was talking to somebody about this just a couple uh, minutes ago and I forgot their name. But um, if they debut, cool. I don't think they should win or make it far. I think they should get an upset victory and that's about it. And then you know. They do the NXT going forward where, you know, they have a couple matches, lose, take some time off, pops will become repackaged, and then store, score some wins and get a title match. You know, y'all know how, y'all know how, uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels be booking shit, man. So, I don't see them winning it, but it will be interesting to see where they go moving forward. I can't wait to see the bracket. Hopefully, I see the bracket next week. Because we have our first round uh, matches. And I'm going to check Twitter right now and see if the bracket is. No, the bracket shouldn't be up yet because the field isn't set yet. So we'll see what happens. It'll probably be announced like on Monday or later on this week. But that is it for our show. Uh, this was supposed to be a very different show this week. But due to some of the weirdest, most unfortunate unlucky unforeseeable unforeseeable circumstances has arisen this weekend for myself so uh this is this is what i did and you know I always have to come through for the people uh you can follow me on twitter at h underscore visibility you can follow the a show rnc channel on twitter at the a show rnc subscribe like rate all that stuff it helps with visibility helps people find a show share it with your friends all that we have the a show talking about raw and smackdown <laughs> we're gonna get a weird show uh we're gonna get a really funny show this week because smackdown this week is a very weird uh we have the rewriters room their season finale is coming up soon so check out everything they did previously especially the daniel bryan episode uh spot caller should be coming back and we also have the new japan show coming soon where we'll be it'll be me and justin talking about wrestle kingdom <laughs> if you've been following me on twitter i don't have much thing i don't have much nice things to say about wrestle kingdom but uh stay tuned and i'll see you all next week <laughs>